Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Shavini Fernando, CEO of OxyWare, the maker of the world's first wearable device for continuous real-time monitoring of oxygen during motion. So Shavini, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian, for having me. Great. So uh, thank you for being here. So Shavini, what I want to talk to you about today is first we'll talk about your background and how you got the idea of your company and product. Then, of course, we'll talk about your company, your product, as well as the benefits for teams and athletes to use it. And then we'll talk about your business model as well as your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? That's awesome. Thank you. Great. So Shavini, uh, you know, so could you start by telling us about your background? You've got an amazing story. So could you start by sharing your story? Yeah, sure. So back in school, I was a swimmer and a sprinter, but I didn't know I had a congenital heart defect. Yeah. So I couldn't do more than 100 meters. So swimming, running, all max was 100 meters. That was my best. After that, I feel it on my chest and I'm too tired and yeah. I can't breathe. So my performance is not that good after 100 meters. Then in 2015, I got diagnosed. Uh, then only I learned that I have a cardiac condition. I've had a hole in the heart from mm. small days, which was never diagnosed. So because of that and because I was an athlete, I literally damaged both my lungs and the heart by overtraining it when I was not supposed to do it. Yeah. And so at this time, I was a video game developer and a senior project manager for IT firm back home. I came yeah. to US because the doctors in Sri Lanka said, oh, your condition is really bad. You've got two years to live. Wow. Just enjoy life. Wow. And, you know, it's. I think most of the athletes can relate to this for us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about challenging ourselves, right? Yep. Sure. When people say, no, we want to do it, prove it to them, we can do it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I told the doctor, I'll be back in two years and I'll show you how I'm still alive. And this was in 2015. So I already proved it to him. This has been I mean, eight it's, years. it's not too long ago. I mean, it's, yeah. right? Yeah, it's eight years now, right? Yeah. So, so I came to US for a second opinion from John Hopkins and they said, I can't go home again because I'm not supposed to go on altitude. So right. I had to restart my life and with this condition. So what happened was now I have a disease called Eisenmenger syndrome mm -hmm. because the hole has gone, grown over time. I literally don't have a wall between my two chambers. So you my blood flows. How big is the hole? Is it it's small? 2.8 2. centimeters. Wow. 2.8 centimeters. Yeah. So literally I don't have a wall. So they can't even fix it anymore because it has literally gone to the wall itself. It's like one chamber now. Mm. So, uh, 
and they said like i'm actually so functioning so well because of the hole because it's acting as an exhaust valve for the pressure inside for me now mm -hmm. so for anyone who knows all the medical terms pressure inside your heart and the lungs which is called pulmonary hypertension yeah uh, it's supposed to be one fifth of your normal hypertension the systolic diastolic so for a normal person it's 20 and for me it's 130. Wow, it's a lot more it's six times yeah so and something that the doctor said was like when i got diagnosed if i knew my oxygen levels were falling seven years back mm -hmm. i could have got treated and prevented this from happening wow. but now that i have this my oxygen levels drop really fast and i can still run but when i stop running only i'm like okay i can't breathe mm, I see. Uh, so and now because of that even for the slightest activity my oxygen levels drops so i couldn't find anything and my doctors were like you need to stop i started studying at georgetown because when they said i couldn't go home again i have to figure out my visa in the usa That's right. and then when i was at georgetown i had a cardiac arrest wow so the athletes can understand I get tachycardias, right? You get your heart rate goes really high and then it goes to a rest. So it's the same thing as the athletes. That's what happens to me. So then so the how are you doing today? Like, how are you doing today? I mean, is it I'm fit and fine? Wow. Okay, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, my doctor sees me saying I'm now I'm like a Sherpa now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because I can really function with even 50% oxygen and without physically feeling it. But that's that's a tricky part. That's a dangerous part because yeah. our bodies are so used to it now, functioning with low oxygen until it drops to really low levels and get into life-threatening levels, we don't physically feel it because it's a new normal for me now, right? Yeah, I don't know so, how you do it, but it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. body, uh, uh, it's amazing how the body adapt to it. Exactly. Right? So for me now, I have had so many cardiac arrests. It's like sixth sense to me. I am, I know how to revive myself because you get three minutes until you pass out, and before that, you need to do your first aid. So every time when it happens, I have mm -hmm. had strokes. I have had cardiac arrests. I do my first aid. By the time nine one one comes, I'm all back to normal. Mm. <laughs> And so that's the thing. So then most of the time, my problem when I go to ER or anything, no one believes when I say I had a cardiac arrest because, because I'm normal. I look fine, right? Uh, <laughs> because I've done everything. I'm back to normal. And I have no data to show how my heart rate went really high and how my oxygen levels really dropped. But how do you revive your 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 heart? I mean, your how do you I hit my chest like as if you're like really like CPRing yourself. Uh -huh. So I keep hitting my chest, and you need to really cough from your abdomen and jump on the spot so your left heart is forced to pump. And how many how many cardiac arrests have you got so, so far? Four. Four. Four? Oh, I mean, it's... And three strokes. So I have a supplementary oxygen at home so what i do is until i get the heart to start again i quickly wear the cannula and crank it up to five liters mm -hmm. so i have oxygen flowing in the body without so that i won't pass out until i 
get the heart running again so yeah and now i don't panic so i i tell everyone people tease me saying i'm an adrenaline junkie so especially like when i drive and all people tease me say just be careful i'm like oh, don't worry i don't panic and they're like how do you not panic at you smoothly just goes off i'm like well once someone if someone doesn't panic when their heart stops they don't panic for anything in their life no for sure i mean that guy gets yeah. i mean you've done panic, it four times so yeah panic yeah. button is disabled for life yeah no i can i could see that um so so how did the idea i guess so so that's how you got the idea so because oh. my oxygen drops what happened was i had a cardiac arrest when i was at georgetown yeah and then my doctors at john hopkins were like you need to change the school georgetown is the heliest campus in the whole dizzy region uh not the friendliest school for you and also i was living alone so they said it's not safe for me to live alone i need to yeah. move back and live with my sister mm-hmm. so i was like look i had the cardiac arrest when there was 25 people around me other 25. than yes other than me everyone else panicked wow they were not even in their senses to call 911 that's amazing and yeah i said i had to revive myself and call 911 on my own so i don't see the difference of living with someone else when i have living to live yeah then living alone because i had to anyways do everything on my own the rest panics mm-hmm. right and then so i got wearables to watch, measure my heart rate but then docs, doctors were like heart rate is not the issue the issue is oxygen levels your mm-hmm. body is also immune to this you don't feel when the numbers drop because heart rate going up is normal for you all and he said so you are so used to your heart rate fluctuations so you don't feel it physically mm-hmm. and that's what you need to know your oxygen levels but no point of you having pulse oximeters everywhere in the house because you don't put your finger and check unless you are physically feeling wrong it's mm-hmm. a normal thing right none of us goes and checks our blood pressure or blood sugar or anything until we feel something's physically wrong i mean i got high blood pressure but i take medication every day but i don't check it every day exactly that's the same thing right so yeah. none of us checks right so he yeah. said that's the thing because these are all silent symptoms you don't physically feel it so yeah. until it gets to life threatening levels you don't know it it's yeah. already too late then by the time you decide to check yeah so then i again felt like he was challenging me mm-hmm. <laughs> the athlete in me i was yeah. like uh, i was like what if we do something it's just a fire alarm situation you just need to detect the smoke and you know give send the alarm and call 911 that's it so it started off as a joke i just wanted to prove to him i can still live my normal life i can still do all the crazy adrenaline stuff i do and yeah. i can still live alone and i don't have to change georgetown so then i started working on this but before i came out i again put my head in and asked what's the best place to measure oxygen other than the fingertip because i'm not going to wear anything on the hands mm-hmm. and he said ear lobe he said ear lobe is the best place because in the icu they measure actually oxygen from the ear they do yeah because even for me because when you are in the cold environment your fingers 
don't work you can't get oxygen numbers accurately on the finger yeah and so because of that it's the ear they use because ear ear literally that's why when you blush or when you have alcohol ear is the first place to go red because ear has literally the highest flow from your whole body it flows first mm -hmm. so it's the best place to measure oxygen level you mean yeah because that's the ear has more capillaries so you get accurate numbers and yeah. plus because it's close to the brain you actually get the cerebral numbers okay what your oxygen levels supply to the brain is that's what that's very important yeah so yeah so that's how it started and then after i made the prototype all the doctors at john hopkins were like you need to commercialize this so you have no idea how many people need this and this was all before covid this was in oh. 2017. oh okay i see yeah um that's great i mean that's amazing so how, how i guess how big is your team now uh what stage are you so you're setting the product today Yes, so currently we finished, we have done seven iterations of the device and we got a lot of traction from sports more than the patients now. Like patients, we don't have to tell anything. They come and purchase the device yep. off the website. Yep. And we are just submitting for FDA approval for oxygen, our accuracy levels so that yep. it's regulated and people can get it prescribed and can be used in the hospitals and the insurance will be covering it. But at the same time, currently we are selling it as a fitness device in the market mm -hmm. for performance monitoring. And we have a lot of athletes who has used it uh, because even for athletes, oxygen is literally, your, how your oxygen fluctuates is literally how your performance is. Is it? Right? Because if you are to be at your peak performance, your oxygen levels has to be above 97. Just as it drops below 97, you physically start feeling it. You are tired, you are panting, right? Your performance goes down. So, so let me ask you, so there's a couple, and, and you and I know this company called Box Attitude. Yes. Uh, we published a podcast actually uh, uh, on Thursday. But there's a number of athletes who are starting to use those chambers, right? Yes. And they, they so they go up in attitude, right? Which increase their... Um, uh, I think it's called EPO consumption, right? Yes, yeah. So this is something your device that they can use. While they're doing your, that, yeah, right? because because you need to make sure when you are in that chamber you are training, but yeah. when you are doing altitude training, standard on a in altitude, the safest number you can drop most of the time is up to like eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one percent oxygen, right? Okay. So you need to make sure it's okay to train, but you train safely. But you cannot go beyond above 81. No, so 81 above, you like literally 81, 82, anything between lower to higher 80s, yeah. it's it's safe. You can still train yeah. in that. I see. Right. But if you go to 79s, it's not safe because just as you hit 89% oxygen, your flux it drops really fast. Okay. Right. So that's why you need to be in alert when you're training what your numbers are. Yeah. So you train safely without putting yourself at risk because yeah. when you train at altitude and when you are used to training in that oxygen intake, mm -hmm. your performance level, it's very easy for you to perform at different low altitudes, right? Because mm -hmm. that's why Denver teams easily win when they come down, right? Or well, I've, also heard recent, 
Yeah, and sorry to interrupt, but I've heard that um, the uh, for attitude training, the optimal attitude that I've heard, and this was from NBA team, right? Yeah. It was like 6,000 feet. Yeah. Right? Does it make yeah. sense? Yes. Okay. Because that, that that's like the safest. That's what I'm saying. Like, now, even when people, our devices were born to Everest, right? Okay. But even at Everest, when people start hitting 81%, they stop them. Okay. Right? They stop them and they see whether it comes up again. Okay. And if it doesn't come up again, they get a donkey ride down <laughs> or if it's dro like dropping really fast and if they're hitting lower 70s they are like when they see it's going to go to 60s they get a helicopter right down okay so, uh, because now... when your oxygen levels drop down mm -hmm. your thinking is not, is clear. not clear it's not clear yeah. because your brain your thinking power goes really low and that, is so, there a correlation between oxygen level of an athlete and the performance? Yes. And when, what what oxygen level, like, can they reach their peak performance, I guess? Yeah, so the thing, that's the thing. So you need to, like, make sure you train at that level, but train so it doesn't drop below 97. 97? Yeah. So that's why you keep, what you are doing by altitude training is you will really, like, strengthening your heart and the lungs okay. right initially it'll be around 81 82 but when you keep training 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 you actually build up your lung performance like your lung and the heart function yeah. so even if it's at low high altitude your oxygen drop doesn't drop below 97. okay right so that's the whole that's what they do in altitude training to keep building that whole heart and lung function so you maintain 97 even when you are at a place with low oxygen uh, intake. Okay. But right? I, I also know that the people, for example, that have used those chambers, right? For like, and this is what I've heard again from some NBA team. Yeah. But for maybe about two weeks, they don't feel the same. They're kind yeah. of disoriented. But then after that, you know, and the whole point of attitude training, from what I understand, I'm not an expert, expert in this, is that they're less fatigued over time. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what happens, right? Initially, you are disoriented and all because yeah. when you first start, your oxygen drops really low. Okay. Right? And so your thinking and your brain, you will get headaches and everything yeah. because your brain is not getting enough oxygen. Yeah. But as you keep training, so that's why. So the initial few days, you need to take it slow. Yeah. So you stay in the 80s all the time. Okay. Right? When you are hitting like, go to 85 and then stop. Yeah. Don't don't let it go to lower. You can get used to the eighty-five, and then you get yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. So then you keep increasing, right? It has to be step by step. Yes. And then when it gets to a level, you no matter how much you train, your oxygen will not drop below ninety-five, because okay. now your heart and lung function keeps has got adjusted to it, and you can function well. Okay. Right. Uh, can, you, can you go back to your product Oxyware and? So uh, what does it measure? I understand it measures blood oxygen, but I think it measures more than that. Yeah. Uh, what's the, so you put it on the here, like yeah. how do you charge it? You know, what's the battery life? Can you talk about that? So our device, it goes, it's just a clip-on device, right? Yeah. It goes on your helix of the ear, the top part of the earlobe. 
Yeah. And currently, like when you're running or doing anything, it measures your heart rate and your oxygen levels. And it gives you, you can download the report to see the correlation between that and all those, right? Mm -hmm. And then in the coming two months, we are actually now pushing heart rate variability, the recovery rate. And so it, you can see like how fast you recover, right? Yeah. Because for athletes, it's all about you reach your max and in two minutes, how quickly can you recover? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in a way, I mean, for example, there's a number of teams they've been using like Aura Ring, which measures yeah. uh, your HRV, your yeah. heart rate, right? But so yours is a bit different and you measure, I think, oxygen level, which to my knowledge, I think Aura doesn't measure that. Maybe they do? Aura does oxygen, but overnight they average it. Or they average it? They average it for the whole night. That's what most of the devices they do. They, because they can't do continuous readings, anything right. that comes on your wrist or your hand or anything that reflects off the bone because yeah. your hand moves a lot. When your hand moves, it can't continuously read oxygen. And so most of them, what they do is they average it overnight and give you your whole overnight average. Okay, I understand. But, yeah. but averaging doesn't show you when it dropped and you can't understand why it dropped. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, now, but if you know throughout the whole game where I dropped, you know exactly what you were doing at that time, why it dropped. Okay. Now, do you also offer, or maybe you have in the future, like team dashboard for teams? Yes, we already have a dashboard, Okay. which, which the coach can pull the data. Uh, they can add the devices with players approval, right? Mm -hmm. So the player has to approve for the coach to be able to pull that data. Yeah. And then they can see the whole dashboard, the data, and we actually, we have it, we have put so that they can see trends and all, but we are looking for so much of feedback and input from the coaches to exactly understand what more can we add, how can we improve it, right? Yeah. So that's something we are doing with a lot of fitness centers and coaches to understand how can we customize and give more options to meet the requirements so that they can get a full 360 report of their athlete. And if somebody and, an athlete is kind of in the red or not doing yes. well, then they can get an alert. Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah, because then they can plan the whole, because and, and the thing is we also do environmental data, okay. right? We get the altitude, air quality, mm -hmm. humidity, all those data as well. So yeah. the coach can literally see at different locations how the athlete performs. Oh, so I they see. can they can strategize a game beforehand before the event based on the location that they're supposed to be playing next because then they have data to see how did they perform in this a similar location at similar altitude yes so for example right, right? so let's say that there's a, an nba team right yeah. they go and travel to denver high yeah exactly then, then they have to kind of adjust right yeah so then what they can do is they can use box altitude the chamber yes right to train them at that altitude and improve the performance for that altitude and they know okay now they're ready right yep. so yep. i think in like putting all the right equipment and the right monitoring devices the coaches can really strategize the whole player performance before an event so they get the maximum performance from a player yes and we're also working on getting like the vo2 now vo2 mm -hmm. also will be pushed in the few months so that 
it's not the, just the max. What we are giving is the, just like the oxygen, the full VO2 trend, mm -hmm. right? How the oxygen consumption look throughout the whole thing. Yep. And then we give the max based on all that because yep. then they can see like how the performance throughout looked like. Understood. Now, can you, so can you talk about the connectivity, right? So how do you connect your device? Do you connect via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi? Do you, can you connect it to your laptop or phone? Or how does it work? So currently is entirely wireless. Okay. Uh, right. So we are a standalone. We connect through Bluetooth, right? Okay. And it's standalone. So the device works on its own and it collects the whole data. The device has memory, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the athlete can set a alert level using the mobile application. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I have put it at 81. That's what I want to know. So when my oxygen numbers hit 81, it starts mm -hmm. vibrating on my ear. So the athlete can set it to 97, 95, or whatever the level they want to know at. And the yeah. device will vibrate and tell them, oh, now you reach this level or anything below. Okay. That's right? an system, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if the phone is nearby, they can see the live trend. Yeah. Right. So when they're training in the gym, they can just keep the phone on top of the treadmill dashboard or anything, and you can watch live how the numbers look like. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, then using the phone, they can self email the report. We give the CSV file as well as the PDF report mm -hmm. because it's easy for the coach to analyze the data when it's in a CSV format. And at yeah. the same time, if the coach has added those players and if the devices are connected to the mobile app at that time, they can live see it. Otherwise, it, they can pull all the data from the cloud after the training. And yeah. see the full report of the player on yeah. how they perform during that whole training session. Okay. Now, a lot of teams, you know, they have like the NBA or NFL or MLS team, they have AMS platforms, right? Yeah. So from uh, Conduct, Smarterbase, Oracle, yeah. whatever. So you have uh, some uh, APIs that, that allow the team yeah. to connect? Yeah. Yes. So if they if the team requires, we can give the API because we already work with remote monitoring companies mm -hmm. and like oxygen concentrator companies and all that directly connects to our API and also to the device directly yeah. to automate and get numbers for the algorithms. So we can give the same access to the API so that they can pull the data to their own EMS. Okay, that, that's and, great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can have like some API pool or they can connect. Yeah. Now, yeah. can you tell me a bit more about how, how would you summarize of the use cases, how the athletes and the team use it typically? Uh, you, you talk about attitude training, that's one. Uh, can you talk about the settings, the environment, for what purpose they're using a device? So currently we have some uh, extreme athletes, Red Bull athletes who's using yeah. it for their training. So they know like when they're, their endurance levels uh, mm -hmm. for endurance training yeah. and same with uh, cycling. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, some training, a, a training center that trains Tour de France cyclists mm -hmm. uh, who's uh, using our device so that they can train the cyclists to like, yeah, mostly like a lot of endurance training athletes. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, some of high cardio uh, athletes uh, who needs to like like soccer and all that? Who needs to run and move fast a lot? Yeah. And to make sure that, especially during off season, yeah, that they don't lose the performance and they keep maintaining their levels so that 
they keep training even off season and make sure that the oxygen levels stay above 97. Yeah. I mean, you also track, you know, HIV, which is useful for like, you know, if you're, you know, recovery, right? Yeah. If you're recovered uh, also for your sleep. Yeah. You can see if you are, uh, you know, if you're sleeping well. Yeah, uh, exactly. And that's something we're adding as well, even for sleep. Now, most of the devices, they give you like your sleep patterns, like how you slept and all that. But we actually give, in addition to the sleep, like deep sleep and all those scores, we actually gave even data to see whether you have sleep apnea, right? Oh, really? Like if your numbers dropped in the night, right? And like we got all the requirements from sleep centers and what yeah. they want to see all those sort of data also we, we are showing on our dashboard. So people can pretty much see like how many times did my oxygen drop during my sleep. Mm -hmm. And all those data because then they can figure out and just we are not a diagnostic device, but that will help people to understand if something's wrong. Yeah. Right. And then go and get the medical help they need. Yeah. Because see, as a as someone who used to do all this crazy stuff, I know like I wish if I was if I knew all this mm -hmm. in time so that I didn't end up like this. Right. Yeah. So but now, it's you always, know. now you can yeah. use the device, right? It's, so. it's always better to be safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. Because it's all about time. When yeah. uh, exactly. Uh, in fact, you mentioned sleep apnea. I know of one company uh, they in the Bay Area, but they built the sleep apnea index. Yeah. Uh, which I think is interesting. I never heard anybody doing that, but you know, you might want to talk to them and see, you know, what synergies there might be. Yeah, exactly. Like, because if they want to get oxygen numbers, we can literally give them the numbers they want. Okay. Uh, that's great. Uh, I think I, I, mean, I can connect you. Um, so, hey, could you talk about maybe the, um, I guess, how would you summarize the benefits, right, for athletes to use your product today? What would you say? I think the biggest benefit would be mainly it's safety. Okay. Right? You train use safely train right because it's not about overdoing it it's doing the right amount as you need because even sometimes like for example if you have acl injury it's not going to help you by training if your oxygen numbers are low yeah right the healing is going to be longer then mm -hmm. right so it's all about like how do you train effectively efficiently but safely mm -hmm. and at the same time it's about watching your performance and improving your performance and the endurance level so you actually perform you over like you know you can overdo than the rest of the ones because at the end of the day it's based on how your oxygen numbers fluctuate is how you how long you can stay in the court yeah yeah I, right. I understand. And, and what would you say athletes or teams like the most about your product what do they tell you most of the time most of the time, they love the fact that they don't even feel that they're wearing it on the ear. Okay, yeah. Because it's super light and it doesn't come in your way because it's not on your hands, it's on your ear. Mm -hmm. Right? It's really light and once you wear it, you don't, you forget that it's there. And at the same I mean, it's time... Like hearing, right? It's like wearing a hearing. I mean, you don't yeah, feel... Yeah, it's like, yeah. You don't, it's like literally like now... And then I wear my glasses, I wear my oxygen cannula, I wear my like AirPods, yeah. and but still, you can still fit it there. It doesn't get in your way. Yeah. And at the same time, like 
everyone's surprised how because it's the first time someone is watching how the oxygen actually fluctuates and how sensitive it is mm -hmm. right and for someone who sprints when because most of us like being a sprinter we tend to like hold our breath until the finish line 50 meters okay. 100 meters yeah. right we just run in one breath mm -hmm. and then it's crazy to see how how much of oxygen deficit is there for that time you uh, hold your breath and even yeah. it's funny like how people react those who speak holding their breath and who breathes after they finish talking they're like oh, wow like how play. sensitive the numbers are because most of the people knows heart rate but they don't understand the whole reason why your heart rate is going high is because your oxygen levels are going down so the heart is trying to compensate and work harder to give enough oxygen to the rest of the organs in your body i see yeah and do you see athletes using your device when they're like it's on the treadmill indoor running and doing things like that yes we have people who uses it at the moment when okay. they're running and training so that they can see how their numbers look like and see the improvement an improvement okay now yeah. what would you say is your like i said there are some other products i mean like for example the aura or some watches yeah. that measure your oxygen level what would you say is your competitive advantage if you had to summarize none of the devices does gives you real-time ratings when you're on the move yeah. everyone else you need to stop and keep your hands still and get a spot yeah. reading but when you are seated when you are stopped when you are uh, like still you are normalized mm -hmm. your oxygen actually drops when you're on the move when you're doing activities that's when you need to know how your numbers drop right yeah. so none of the other devices does that and when it comes to oxygen even in the night all of them they average and the other thing is most of these devices are not medical grade they're not fda approved but we are clinically validated we are clinically tested and we are accurate exactly as per the fda margins and we are just submitting for fda so we will be fda approved monitoring wearable as well in the next year okay well that's great congrats you know on that so uh can you tell me about the your business model what's the price range or to buy your device so the device is currently priced at $500. Yeah. And because everyone would know the standard FDA monitoring, even the finger cuff is $499. Yeah. Right. But for us, it's $400, it's $500, but we don't force you to go for a premium subscription to see your data. Okay. Right. So we have a premium app where you can see your oxygen, heart rate, real-time numbers at all times. Mm -hmm. But the only difference is for the premium, we limit the daily update, daily downloads to five hours. Okay. But for anyone who wants to just access extra unlimited data, we give a $4.99 subscription for a month. But yeah. for anyone who gets a $9.99 subscription, we give all the additional vitals, such as heart rate variability, heart recovery rate, VO2, perfusion index, your respiratory rate, all the additional vitals for whoever has 999. But yeah. for anyone who wants to get the oxygen reading, heart rate reading, which is the safety reading you need, mm -hmm. uh, the, that is free of charge. So it's just one time 500 payment. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to subscribe or use it for free for the rest of your. Use. And then you did mention that in the medical space, for example, the 
the insurance can subsidize yes the yeah so if you get it prescribed from your physician you can get it covered by your insurance once you know from second quarter next year once we have the fda approval okay makes sense now i forgot to ask you but does your device from what i understand does it understand the baseline of each individual after a while yes because that's something we are doing. We are like analyzing all your patterns and predictions and then giving you like scores on how well you do and all that, yeah. right? That will all come in the 999 plan. Yeah. And then the addition to another thing is our devices like tested for all skin tones. Okay. So when you wear it for the first 30 seconds, what it will do is to try to identify what your skin tone is and all that and to find and calibrate your uh, reading. And yeah. then after that, it'll it'll keep reading on you. So whenever the user changes, it takes like again another thirty to thirty seconds. When it knows that it's a different thing, it'll take time to again calibrate to the new user. Okay. Now also, does it does your device provide what I call actionable insights on you know, for example, I tell you many years ago I was using these uh, smart T-shirts from or uh, Om. Uh, yeah. I think it was called Om Signal. What amazed me was I was running on the treadmill and he told me your, your you know your heart rate is going too fast or yes. you're burning too much calories. I mean, are you guys doing that today? Or? Yeah, so for oxygen currently, we already even for the premium we push. Yeah. We send a message saying like your oxygen numbers are below your safe levels. Oh, I see. Right. And gives the in case if it's a health emergency, we have the 911 button saying call 911. Okay. Right. If not, we give the snooze button for them to snooze. Let's say they are at a altitude chamber, so it's not, they don't need to show that alert all the time, so they can snooze it to the time they want. Okay. But at the same time, now with the ultimate, what we are doing is we try to understand your physiology, right? Yeah. At different altitude, at different air qualities, how you function. Mm -hmm. And then we give like predictions based like alerts saying in a previous similar environment this is how you performed yeah so Let's you see. have like data to see all that and then even on the report side we will allow you to filter the data based on a similar altitude and all that so you can see at different places how you performed and all that that's great uh, now last question so uh, what what would you say about your plans for the next 12 months are you looking to raise additional funding, introduce new products, expand into new sports or areas. What are your plans? So currently we're actually closing around. Uh, yeah. We're closing a uh, 4 million round yeah. uh, because FDA has been super expensive. Yeah. So now we are raising the funds to like for the last bit of FDA and also to expand on our sales and marketing mm -hmm. uh, so that we can get everything running and smoothly until we have the FDA approval till we open the series around next end of like la, towards the end of next year. But at the same time, the plan is like currently we are focusing mostly on the pro athletes, especially those who go to altitude training or mm -hmm. who lives in the altitude, who does altitude sports and all that. And but at the same time, uh, next year, just as we get the FDA approval, we will be going to the medical patient prescription and the hospital markets yeah. and expanding the whole thing and at the same time we are we have a lot of discussions going on for api 
and hard realize so same because a lot of people wants to pull the data to automate their data and at the same time oxygen is literally the objective data for anything yeah. so they want to understand like how how the people actually performs physically so based mm -hmm. on the oxygen data and so that they can give better diagnostic decisions i think you could point out with there's a lot of ams platforms right yeah yeah the data like gps cardio sleep all our data right so yeah exactly and then also we are trying like just submitting an application for military use as well because cockpit hypoxia is like one of the number one issues yeah uh for pilots air force or cessna or anyone yeah. so because as you go to really high altitude if the cabin is not pressurized mm -hmm. you can get hypoxic so your decision making gets really bad when you're in altitude but that's when the pilots need to make the decision safely yeah that makes sense i mean also i think you should look into the uh so the nba right now they're looking for technology for women athletes uh, for the wnba especially uh stuff that are led by women like yourself so you should also look into that too yeah uh, exactly because for women it's it's again different because women women's lung function is different to the men's lung function mm -hmm. right and at the same time women the hemoglobin change right and then the iron changes everything affects their oxygen levels in the body yeah that makes sense uh well look we we are at the end of the podcast but i want to thank you for your time today and good luck with everything thank you so much Julian. thank you thank you for listening to access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology please visit our website theupside.us subscribe to the upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website royalty free music is provided by ibaudio.com the upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology until next time keep looking to the upside